This episode is brought to you by Carvana. Carvana is in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. They even offer customizable financing so you can plan your down and monthly payments. To shop thousands of affordable vehicles 100% online, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Availability may vary by market. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I'm going to be doing a non-spoiler review for The Invisible Man. If you do not know what The, what the Invisible Man is about, it's a remake, a retelling, a reboot of the Universal Monster movie by H.G. E. Wells. And I'm just going to tell you this. I had low expectations going into this movie. I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I was expecting to enjoy it at all because of the fact that the trailers didn't really sell me or anything, that one of my friends who happens to be a movie reviewer, is like, hey, you need to go ahead and check this movie out. So I went on ahead, and I had low expectations going in it, but I'm going to be honest with you. This movie is really good. The writing is really good. Now, if you're expecting a, a lot of jump scares within this movie and stuff like that, you're not going to get it with this movie. Not only that, but I also have to say that this is actually a slow-pacing movie to the point where... Once it starts developing your characters and investing in the characters that you're going to be in with this whole entire movie for two and a half hours, it doesn't. It's, it ends up being where it takes the time to build. And once that you get a chance for it to build, that tension is actually released towards the end of the movie and it just doesn't slow down. And I have to say this. The very start of the film is exactly what I'm talking about with the slow pacing. For example... You actually have Elizabeth Moss, who plays the character of Cecilia. Cecilia Cecilia is actually in this abusive uh, situation with her boyfriend named Adrian. Adrian is fast asleep in his condo, and she wakes up in the middle of the night. And you don't have a clue as to why she woke up in the middle of the night, why she's packing her bag up. At that point, you don't see the abuse. You don't see the physical abuse of anything or the emotional abuse or, or anything like that. All you see is Elizabeth Moss packing her bags up and then she's trying to get away from him, trying to get away out of this condo without him even knowing that she's escaping. And his whole entire place has cameras all over it. He's he's this one big, huge, rich person who has security cameras all over the place. And she actually knows where every single security camera is to where she can actually try and escape. Then, of course, she does wind up escaping. and But here's the thing. Like I mentioned before, she's trying to do this while he's sleeping where he wouldn't even wake where she's hoping that he won't even wake up. But as this other car's approaching her to try and let her escape from Adrian's house, which is actually Cecilia's sister, you know, she gets inside the car, then all of a sudden Adrian comes out of nowhere and puts his hand through a window. And that just goes to show that's just a little bit of a taste of how Adrian is actually abusive towards his girlfriend that he supposedly loves. And then it cuts into two weeks later, rather than a year later or three years later. And that's something I have to say. You don't see most horror films or most films that are dealing with like abusive situations with certain things where you actually have it to where it happens to be two weeks later. And I really like that aspect that it takes place two weeks later. So therefore it's still fresh in that character's mind of all the abuse, everything that, Adrian has actually put her through 
And when I mean by her, I mean Elizabeth Moss's character, Cecilia. And she's there plundering the whole entire time Is it at her friend's house. Because here's the thing. She's actually staying at her friend's house, who happens to be a cop, and also stays with his daughter and everything in this house. And, you know, the whole entire time, she's actually having panic attacks and stuff like that. Wondering if this guy is lurking behind the tree. Wondering if she if he's watching her this whole entire time. And like I said, he has a, he has a way of getting into her mind where she, he's being physically abused, not physically abused, but mentally abusive towards her, even whenever he's not even there. And she's trying to break away from that. And what I have, what I love about that aspect is this: her best friend, who's actually a cop, is actually trying to help her cope with it, saying, "Look, if you go from out the outside, if you open the door and go outside and just go to the mailbox." And open the mailbox and get the mail. You're making progress. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to do step by step with her to try and recover and find parts of her uh, to restore again. Because she actually lost who she was because of the physical, uh, physical abuse and also the mental abuse of what Adrian actually put her through. And that's something that I really have to say that I enjoy was because you actually have a character that cares about her, about his friend. And... He wants the best for her, so he's going to try and help her um, with trying to rediscover who she is. And that's what I liked about it. And, you know, she winds up having panic attacks as she's going out the door. She's also wondering if she's still lurking out there. And then we finally get into the whole entire plot of this movie where Adrian does stage his suicide, which is in the trailer. This is not a spoiler. And, you know, he stages his death and... Then he gives her a large amounts of money and also too, his brother winds up telling her, look, these are the conditions of the money. You can't get arrested. You can't let anything happen to where you actually have the money being back frozen and it goes back to the estate. So, you know, I'm, no problem. You have a, over a hundred of a couple of million dollars and, you know, she does nice things for the, her friend that's actually letting her stay there, puts her, uh, puts his kids through college and everything. Everything seems like it's okay and everything because of the fact Adrienne is gone. She has some rest. But at the same time, though, there's also something going on in the back of her head where he she thinks that Adrienne is still alive. And he even said this to her, too. And this is also in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. But he also says, even in death, he will still have a way of keeping up with her. He will be watching her even though she can't see him. And, you know, everybody thinks that she's just paranoid. This is all in her head. Adrian's dead. It's time to move on. You know, people are just getting tired of her. And then a bunch of stu weird stuff starts happening. The, this is what I have to say that I really enjoyed about the movie was this. The camera angles in this movie actually works. For example, you have her father that's getting ready for work and everything. Not, not her father, but her friend that's getting ready for work. And he's leaving his daughter behind with Cecilia and everything. And he goes off and does his detective work and everything. And so Cecilia goes up the stairs to check on his daughters to tell her to get up for school. But normally whenever a character does that, it follows them into the bedroom. But not in this type of movie. Instead, it just panels, it still panels into the kitchen. And, it's, and here's the thing. It, it, this is a very smart thing that they've actually done. Is the fact that, you know, even though we can't see somebody in this kitchen, we do see that 
while she's cooking breakfast, someone has actually turned the gas all the way up to where the food is actually burning. And I like the fact that it's like, look, it's not just these three people in this house now. It's now four people in this house when you thought there was only three. So I like that aspect of the fact that, you know, we can't see this character yet. We don't can't see the Invisible Man, so to speak, just yet, or how he's actually doing this, how Adrian's actually being invisible just yet. And I like that whole entire mystery to it. It gives you something to actually wonder how is this actually going to unfold. Then he also tries to make her her a life a living hell even in death. You have him doing stuff to her at a job interview. You have her tur- the sister turning her back on her. You have a whole bunch of other stuff going on in this movie. And no one seems to believe her or anything like that. And, you know... Like I said, if it wasn't for Elizabeth Moss be, being in this movie and the way that she was actually acting in this movie, it wouldn't have worked. And I'm going to be honest with you. Elizabeth Moss can actually play a character that's actually been physically and mentally abused because I actually remember seeing her in the kitchen and I thought that her character was actually the standout of the movie. And this is the same way. She actually plays characters very well that are really physically and mentally abused. By someone, and I have to say, this movie is actually centered around her. And if it wasn't centered around her, if if some of the writing was off or whatever, this movie wouldn't have worked. And this movie is very smart at what it's doing. It's actually keying you in on the fact that you know Adrian's a very dangerous person, even whenever he has this invisible suit on. Then also too, the unveil the unveiling of how he's actually doing it, and the reason why I don't want to say how he's actually doing it. Is because I don't want to actually give any spoilers out to how he's doing it. But once it's actually revealed and everything, I have to say, it's totally mind-boggling on how he did it. And then also, too, the plot twist. There's actually two plot twists within this movie itself. When you're thinking it's going to go one way, it goes a completely different way. And then when you think we have that part figured out, it goes another way. And... This movie will keep you on the edge of your seat through the whole entire movie. There is some things that I actually do have to say that you're going to be wondering about at the end that you might actually be confused about. But still, overall, it's still an enjoyable movie. And then also, too, I'm, I'm going to have to say this, too, is the fact that, yes, it has a twist, but the twist was actually needed. It actually explained what was going on in this movie. And then also, too... You know, if it, like I said, this movie is perfectly well done, perfectly well executed. There is nothing really I can say that was actually negative about this film. There might be some people that might say this film is a little too long and it just kind of dragged out. But, you know, I feel like they could have cut out maybe five minutes of the movie and it still would have been good. Instead of it being like two hours and five minutes, it would just be a straight up two hour movie. But, to me, everything was set up well. The violence in this movie is there for the sake of being there. It's not anything that is just thrown together or anything like that. And this, like I said, go out and see The Invisible Man because of the writing, the acting. I feel like this is actually one of the best horror, uh, thriller, suspense movies that I've seen in a while. And that's coming from a diehard horror fan and everything. And this doesn't just go with, and get this, there's actually a little bit of gore, but not much. And stuff like that. And the gore and the violence is actually needed in this film. 
to the point where it didn't take me out of the film because I don't like gore just for the sake of gore being there or if somebody's throat is getting sliced open or anything like that with a knife just for the sake of it being slid open. It was actually there to serve a purpose and that's what I liked about it. The writing is smart. The camera angles are smart. Everything about this movie is just perfectly well done. I even recommend picking this up on Blu-ray to actually buy. I'm going to have to give this. And I normally, I, I stop doing ratings because I want you guys to actually check it out for yourselves rather than get scored on my rating chart and everything because I don't want you guys to get too psyched up and then all of a sudden it just, your whole entire expectations just get shot down. But I'm just going to have to give this a 4.8 out of 5. For the simple fact, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed what was going on in, within the film. The character setup, the build up, and the cheap jump scares. It's not even there at all. And I have to say, perfectly well balanced and fresh. So check it out. Check out The Invisible Man now. You're not going to be disappointed. Tell me what you guys think. Leave me a Go on ahead, leave me a voicemail. Tell me what you guys think of The Invisible Man. And I know that this is only just a review for the invisible man i don't have any movie news segments or anything like that but i'm working diligently to actually get some um some movie news going and everything else within this week so i can actually do a podcast on movie news but tell me what you guys think about this review go ahead and smash that share button go ahead and subscribe to this channel tell me what you guys think until next time bye bye